Hey there, Mootsies. So this week we're starting off with a cold open from editing. Since we've prepared an e-booklet for you guys to access by link, but the link I mentioned in the episode is just a little bit wrong. So the correct link to get our booklet is bit.ly moot guide booklet one. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash M-O-O-T G-U-I-D-E B-O-O-K-L-E-T and then the number one. We're very sorry for this mistake, but regardless, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Greetings, salutations, and hello again to all of our listeners. Welcome to the second episode of the Essential Mooting Guide, the podcast, as brought to you by the Moot Court Society of the Faculty of Law, Universitas Padjaran. My name is Travis Walio, Chief Coordinator for International Moot Court Competitions at our Moot Court Society, as well as your host for this podcast, where I introduce you to the captivating world of International Moot Court and how it can help you build your legal career. In this episode, we'll be discussing a little bit more about international moot courts and what kind you can participate in. Specifically, we are going to talk about the international moot court competitions, or quote-unquote international moots, that Universitas Pajajaran is participating in the next year. And to help me with that, we have two very special guests today. Ahmad Sumarta Praja, also known as FICO, the chairman of our moot court society right now, and Lazuardi Tarik, my vice chief coordinator for international moot court competitions. Both of them are not only dear colleagues of mine, but also very close friends. And personally, I don't think there's anyone better on our board right now to help me introduce today's discussion. Hopefully, today we can help you guys learn a little bit more about moot courts and help you consider which one you would like to join. So let's jump right into it. Welcome, Fiko and Ardai. How are you guys doing? Hey, Travis. What's up? We're doing well, I guess. Hey, Travis. Hey, How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. How about you? Good. It's great to hear that. I am also doing quite well, as well as you can be in quarantine, of course. But it's a great to have you on the show. And just a disclaimer to everyone. If you see us together on campus, we're more likely to be roasting each other than, than having a civil conversation. Exactly. But today, today, let's keep it a little bit civil, guys. Nothing too unadulterated. Civil but chill and chill but civil. And we'll start <laughs> with introductions. Why don't we start with Mr. Ahmad Rishat Sumarta Praja, our chairman, our uh, two-time head delegate, and oh, a little bit of information nice. for the audience. Uh, Fiko was the first international muti from our batch. So 2017, <laughs> yeah. batch 2017, first one, right, Fik? Yeah, I was the first delegate from batch 2017. So, um, so yeah, my name is Ahmad Sumarta Praja. Uh, my friends and my family call me Vico. Uh, yeah, my first moot was Airlaw, and then it was Asia Cup, and then it was Jessup. Uh, yeah, uh, it's all in the sphere of public international law, so uh, yeah, it's quite extensive. It's quite extensive, uh, only, but only in the sphere of international law and public. So yeah, so that's my Airlaw introduction. In 17. Asia Cup in 18, and then 2019 was Jessup, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was three times in a row, so I didn't, I didn't take a break, which was very, very tiring. But worth it, would you say? Very worth it, very worth it. I mean, after all, you are chairman now, right? 
<laughs> it's not. It's not <laughs> It doesn't have any correlation, bro. But like, you know. Okay. Well, what uh, about it, that? It, Can you tell us a little bit about it? About being chairman of the Mood Court Society? Well, it definitely. Well, the experience coming from international moods uh, definitely helps me in uh, communicating with my peers uh, in the in, in uh, the Mood Court Society. And uh, yeah, it's quite hard. You know, I have to learn, uh, of course, the materials and how national mood courts work. Uh, but like, uh, I still always consider myself as uh, in, an international muti or international muter, whichever you're uh, you're going with. Right, right. Uh, what about Arda? Let's 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 switch it over a little bit to Arda, my right hand man, uh, and mm-hmm. as I mentioned before, vice chief. Please, Arda, introduce yourself. What moots you did, when? Okay, so my name is Lazuri Torik, but people used to call me Arda. I'm the vice chief coordinator of international moots, uh, and I also did this moot in 2019. What we do in coordinator of international moots, uh, basically, we manage the Universitas Pajajaran's team in participating in several moots. We manage the delegates, we manage the coach, we we do everything we can to ensure that the teams uh, can come home with an award and also not forgetting the team's well-being as well, of course. Okay, so you are so you are my vice, obviously, as mentioned before, uh, but that's not to forget our, our other partner, Miss Elizabeth Kalista. Shout out to Kalista. Uh, and you did Fismut in 2019, right? Yes. But obviously that's not the only thing, right, Arday? So yesterday some big news. Could you like to share that big news with us for the audience as well? <laughs> nice. Okay, so Alsa Asian Law Student Association and the Mood Court Society just decided that I'm going to be the head of delegates for Alsa IMCC. Um, so Alsa IMCC 2020, right? Yes, for this year. We didn't. De- we didn't decide. We, we interviewed you. You wanted. We, you wanted the position for yourself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's talk about that a little bit later on because AMCC. We're going to be discussing that at the very end, and and a little bit more about the study group and your position. Uh, but before that, everyone is here, obviously, not to listen to us talk about ourselves. Uh, We need to mention, uh, probably just for the sake of this conversation, that I myself, uh, just in case anyone doesn't know my profile, I am also a two-time former. Um, Asia Cup 2018, that was with FICO. And Imlam 2019 last year as a head of delegates. But like I said before, everyone is not here to listen to us talk about ourselves. Uh, we're here to talk about a couple different international moots, and specifically the seven that Moot Court Society this year is going to be taking uh, with Universitas Pajajaran. But before that, uh, for our audience, I'd like to mention that to help you follow along with today's material, and as well as a little bit of an e-souvenir for everyone listening and learning, we have an e-booklet for you that you can access uh, with all the information that we're about to discuss about Universitas Pajajaran's moots, and you can get that at bit.ly slash moot guide booklet that's bit.ly slash m-o-o-t g-u-i-d-e b-o-o-k-l-e-t all small caps 
bit.ly booklet. So there we have it. Let's get to talking about our moots. Uh, but obviously, before we do that, let's explain a little bit about the two kinds of moots. I mean, I've mentioned last week that we have public and private moots. Uh, but first, I'd like to give the stand to Fico for a little bit to help us explain. First of all, what is a public international moot? Oh, so public moots uh, run on the public sphere of international law, right? So uh, they are court hearing simulations uh, where uh, it usually takes place in the International Court of Justice or uh, in some moots uh, take place in the International Criminal Court and deals with uh, the matters of international law, which is the law that rules upon or governs the relationship between states. But then again, it expands to other subjects of international law, such as you know corporations and whatnot, uh, which of course falls into Arda's expertise, which is private international law. So would you like to talk about that a little bit, Arda? What is private international law and how does it relate to private international moots? Well, basically private international law is this, it, it discuss about two different private entity. So it's the same like private law as in domestic private law, but the main distinction here is that uh, the parties in private international law uh, comes from two different states. Uh, in private international law, the forum of the dispute is usually conducted in an arbitration proceedings, not usually always, I, I, I guess, where the dispute usually arises from a contract, whether it be a sales of goods contracts, as we have in Vsmooth, or maybe from a charter party, just like an emblem. So yeah, uh, the dispute usually revolves around two, pri two private entities and a contract. Right, so if I can sum that up a little bit. So public international law is the law that governs two states uh, and a public international moot is usually a simulation of a court proceedings in relation to this law. While on the other hand, a private international moot is between two private entities usually in an arbitration uh, where these two entities uh, are of different states and thus different jurisdictions and uh, as Arde had explained. Is that, is that about right? Yeah, totally. So let's talk about our seven moots of the day then. Uh, that brings us to the public ones. We have Jessup, we have Asia Cup, we have International Humanitarian Law Moot, the IHL Moot, and we have Air Law. And then in the private sector, we have the Civis Moot, the Eastern William Civis Moot, uh, IMLAM, we have the International Maritime Law Arbitration Moot, and lastly, kind of in the middle of private and public, we have Alsa IMCC, but let's talk about that later, okay? Did I miss anything, guys? No, no, it's all good. Okay, so let's start off with uh, Jessup, the Philip C. Jessup Moot. I'm gonna uh, hand the stand over to Fico for a bit. You wanna talk about uh, Jessup and how it is? Of course, dude, of course, dude. So like Jessup, right? So Philip C. Jessup is the oldest international law uh, moot court in the world. And uh, now it is dubbed as the most prestigious and the most competitive of all moot courts. Uh, you know, when we talk about moot courts, it's better to segment them to uh, all stages of moot courts, which are regional, international, and grand slam moot courts. And uh, Jessup, uh, categorizes as a Grand Slam moot court. 
And uh, what does it talk what, about? Like, what is the subject issue? Now, uh, what distinguishes this Jessup from uh, other moot courts uh, is that Jessup doesn't actually have uh, a running topic from year to year. So it's like uh, in my year, it was about uh, state responsibility. It was about international environmental laws, about human rights, and it was. Uh, I think it was about internet intellectual property, in regards with you know communal intellectual property. But then uh, in uh, Jessup 2020, we talked about uh, multifloral litigation, uh, dealing uh, between the clash of jurisdiction between the WTO and the ICJ, and then uh, we've got international humanitarian law. From year to year, from that you could you could you you could see that year to year it's wildly right, right, different. Right, right. But would I be wrong to say that it's usually uh, in in the realm of uh, international public international law, right? It's usually between two states in the ICJ. Uh, it is. It is. Okay. So before we start talking about how hard it is, but how great you are for doing it, uh, uh, can on. you tell us about when and where Jessup is? So Jessup usually takes place, it always takes place in the Hyatt Regency in Washington, D.C. Uh, but uh, since, I, I think since 1990 or 1980, uh, each state, uh, each country has their own national round as to determine which uh, university is uh, good enough uh, to actually enroll and actually uh, compete in the international round. So yeah. Uh, in each national round, uh, uh, there are uh, yeah, there there has to be a uh, what's it called a committee, and each university takes uh, tenders to be the committee for Jessup. All right. So where was it? Let's talk about this year. Where was the national round this year? When was it? It was uh, at or uh, it it was at February. Uh, it was conducted in February, and it was conducted at Atmajaya Catholic University in South, uh, in South Jakarta. Right. We don't have any year we don't have any news about next year yet though, right? Uh yeah, we don't yeah, because yeah, the tender uh, the tender process hasn't to my knowledge hasn't uh, started yet. But in lighter news, it has been 15 years since, since Universitas Padjajaran actually advanced to the international rounds, but sadly uh, because of the COVID-19 uh, epidemic going on internationally, the International Committee uh, of ILSA has decided to cancel. So Right, right, right. Let me, let me just clarify that a little bit. That, so this year, what did we get this year? Because this year is, is the big news you're talking about, just so everyone can understand. What did yeah, we get so, this year? Uh, we, got, uh, we got second place. We got runner-up uh, for the Indonesian National Rounds, which... Uh, meant that we qualified for the international round. We qualified to go to Washington, D.C. Uh, but then uh, besides that, we also got second best respondent memo and first uh, best applicant memo if I didn't you know, get that switched off. Uh, and then uh, subsequently, we got best overall memo uh, for right. uh, this year's Jessup, which is, which is pride big and joy, deal, Big deal, big deal. Yes, big deal. definitely. Well, unfortunately, the, the COVID-19 did not let us uh, proceed to the international rounds because the international rounds were canceled this year. But definitely next year, right, Rick? Definitely, definitely. Fingers okay. crossed. So uh, just to just so I can summarize that real quick. So the oldest 
uh, international mood court out there, the Philip C. Jessup mood, public international law, uh, switches topics every year, four issues. Uh, we talked about that a little bit with Kalmi last week, I think. Yeah. And it happens in February, right? Yeah. National rounds. The, the national rounds, the national rounds. Right. And uh, just for the information for anyone interested in Jessup, usually we start recruiting around October, November, right, Abde? Is that right? September. September, whoa. Yeah. I'm mistaken. Uh, late, so September. L- late August to uh, early September, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. So around the end, the, the, the second half of next semester. So anyone interested in Philipsy Jessup, do feel free to ask a little bit more uh, to anyone at uh, Mood Court Society especially the international coordinators, or even FICO maybe. Would you mind that, Fik? I won't mind at all, bro. Uh, so hopefully that's enough clarity on Jessup. Do you want to say anything to close out the Jessup session? Uh, enroll, totally, bro. It's like the best uh, place to learn international law. It changes your life, and it makes you a wholesome, better person. Mm, wow, cool. So then that brings us to our second moot court of the day. Uh, we get to talk about the Willem Sivismu, and obviously, I'm going to hand this off to the former, uh, Mr. Ardai. Can you explain a little bit about what uh, the Willem Sivismu is, where it is, when it is, what is it about? Okay, uh, well, the Vismu, uh, it revolves around international contract law and international commercial arbitration, the subject issue of the mood itself. And the Vismuth is actually a platform to promote the Convention on International on Contracts for International Sales of Goods, or the CISG. So the applicable law in the Vismuth itself, the law that governs the contract in Vismuth, is always CISG. Uh, and in Vismuth, uh, we usually, we always have three issues, the jurisdictional issues, on whether the arbitral tribunal has the power or not or and then the procedural issues the it's usually regarding an expert witness challenge of an arbitrator or maybe an evidence and then the last one is the substantive issue or the merits of the issue the vismuth itself uh, there are two vismuth actually one in vienna and the other one in hong kong which but we only participate in Hong Kong. The this is the Hong Kong one is usually held in by the end of March or earlier in April. And Vienna Mood usually comes two weeks or three weeks after the this is but obviously the Fismuth is, is special not only in that it's like it's very big and there are two different branches, but you also have uh, what we call premuts, right? Can you explain a little bit about the premuts? Yes, yes. Uh, this is what I like about Vismuth uh, because for me Vismuth is more of a community rather than a competition because there are multiple premuts uh, all, all around the world. I mean, uh, there are in Kuala Lumpur. Uh, in Indonesia itself, there are <coughs> the There's also one in India, Australia, and all over the world. So yeah, it's a it's a great platform for you to get to know and to meet uh, other law students from around the world because there is no hostility or any rivalry in this mood. We, we usually just we talk about our arguments with our opponent. We talk about the arbitrators. We talk about the proceedings. 
So yeah, this I think that's what made these smooth uh, special to me. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I want to ask a little bit about the Indonesian premoot because we were both there this year. Could you tell us about uh, the the internet, the national premoot, uh, how we attended this year, uh, how was that for us overall? We did well actually. We we, we did uh, very very well in this year's premoot. Uh, this year we managed to clinch the first runner up, which is an improvement from last year, and also. Our beloved Rafi Andiansha, Rafi Kecil, won the first best auto list award. So yeah. big news from Jessup this year. Big news from Civis this year. What about uh, the international rounds? We um, we weren't able to, to physically participate. Obviously, uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Well, yes, actually, uh, actually, uh, our team was in the same chamber as the two finalists. The City University of Hong Kong and the Sao Paulo Largo San Francisco, I guess. Uh, so, and we also, for the first time, I guess, I think this is for the first time, Universitas Pajajaran has been awarded the honorable mention award for the respondent memorandum. Hell yeah. Right. So big news, big news. So, and when do we start recruiting for uh, the people interested in joining FISMUT? We recruit uh, in September. Not too so far off. Just from... before, just before Jessup. Yep. Okay, so all of you listeners who are interested in joining the FISMUT uh, on the topic of the CISG, uh, private international law, we recruit in September, around earlier September, and uh, you get to have lots of fun at both the national premoot, the KL premoot, and again in Hong Kong. Uh, next year, hopefully next year we can actually get to go to Hong Kong and not just have virtual proceedings. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, bro. Amen. Yeah. And so this brings us to our third moot court, which is the Imlam. That's me, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Imlam. International so, Maritime so, Law Arbitration Moot. So I heard that Imlam was very technical, Travis. Right. So okay, okay. Let let's let's explain it like this. Uh, while Jessup and Sifis are some of the most prestigious smooths, or if not the most prestigious smooths. Imlam is also special in its own way. Imlam is a very, very technical, very, very hands-on, very, very practical mood court. Unlike Jessup, where you're giving excerpts of certain treaties and then refer to real treaties, or where in uh, Sifis you're referred to certain excerpts of a contract, uh, Imlam, being a uh, maritime private uh, international moot, you are given an entire charter party uh, with additional bill of ladings, etc, etc. And what, what is that? That's basically a contract for the shipping of goods. So the carriage of goods by sea is what Imlam's all about. Uh, and the claims are very, very vague. And you really put it in a spot of a lawyer. So you're asked, what's the best it, interest it, for your client? Uh, these problems, problems A, B, C, have arised in the process of the, the sending of the goods. Uh, you got to figure them out in, in arbitration. Uh, isn't it uh, in a, a different legal system, this? Uh, yes, actually quite interesting, uh, as opposed to CIFIS, which is governed by the CISG. Imlam usually rotates its jurisdiction. Um, it's in common law, and uh, that's a little bit new for like uh, Indonesian law students who might not be used to it because we have a civil law system. 
all of the jurisdictions used by imlams are real jurisdictions, uh, and all of them are common law, which means that we're looking at a lot of cases, and it usually rotates between Singaporean law, uh, English law, or sometimes, but less popularly, Hong Kong law. And all of these are common law systems, so you, we read a lot of cases, uh, and those cases are the law, instead of, you know, as opposed to a treaty or, or the CISG, we don't have that. All of it is case law. Was it... Was it... Was it very challenging for you as a as a Indonesian law student to actually get it to actually delve I think, into common law? I think it's a a bit of a mind block only in the beginning. You know, like you feel like it's going to be very difficult. Honestly, once you kind of get used to reading all these different cases uh, and high capacity, if anything, it just teaches me how to how to process information faster and how to uh, understand uh. how judicial decisions can help shape the law. And that's very interesting for me. Uh, Imlam happens around the middle of the year, usually in uh, late June, early July, uh, and it rotates. So it's similar to the national rounds for Jessup. There's always a tender each year, except for it's on an international scale. When does uh, the study group uh, in UNPAD uh, is conducted this? I, I heard that, I, I know for a fact that Imlam is the longest uh, running international moot court that we yeah, have. Yeah, it is. It's about seven to eight months, and we start in late October. God damn. Late October or early November, usually depending on the semester. Uh, but then we, we push all the way until uh, June, early July. And, well, you know, it's fun. I mean, last year, we get to travel to Europe for um, uh, the, the international moot court competition at Erasmus University in the Netherlands. Uh, and... I think I think yeah I think I've covered how how Imlam is a little bit different from everything else, but that we got to move on to Asia Cup next. And Asia Cup, that's you and me, right? Yeah, bro, it was really fun. It's Tokyo, right? Tokyo, 2018. Just for your information, guys, Fiko was head delegate twice, and that was just up last year, right, Fik? And yeah, the first uh, time was my head delegate in 2018, Asia Cup. Why don't you introduce Asia Cup a little bit for our audience? So, Asia Cup uh, is an international regional moot court uh, that only uh, allows participants from Asian countries. Now, uh, specifically, Asia Cup uh, deals, of course, with public international law. Uh, and the running topic, I guess, from 2015, 2015, 2014, was the law of the sea. But before that, uh, it, it touched upon a little bit on investment uh, and trade. But uh, since uh, since 2014 up uh, uh, to last year, it was about the law of the sea, and with you know uh, use of force and sovereignty sprinkled about. Asia Cup is actually a moot court that is uh, designed for uh, law students from Asia to socialize and uh, to promote awareness of uh, international relations between Asian countries, and of course. Uh, uh, to be international, yeah, international Asian lawyers. Right, 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 right. So, uh, Asia Cup, public international law, uh, law of the sea. Uh, this is actually one of the moot courts that's coming up, right? So, yeah, it'll, uh, the study group will be conducted shortly. The coach is Naila Amatullah. She was uh, was uh, pride and joy last year. Was the best respondent, uh, best best responded oralist in the international rounds. And what, what other achievements actually, have we gotten at uh, Asia Cup before, Fik? So, uh, 
what makes me and other Asia Cup formers uh, most proud is the fact that we have uh, advanced. We are the advancing uh, advancing university from Indonesia uh, in uh, four, uh, three, four years in a row. And what uh, distinguishes Asia Cup from other moot courts is that the national round is uh, a selection process uh, based upon the written memorandum of each team. And how many teams advance? Uh, only one from each country. But the committee uh, usually uh, has discretions uh, towards how many teams, but uh, up until now, Indonesia has only one advancing country, which is for the four uh, uh, last four years was, uh, of course, Universitas Pajaran. And after that, uh, after the review from the committee and the judges, we advanced to the international rounds. And well, well, let's again, what kind of awards have we won in the past? For two years in a row, in 2017 and 2018, we won the uh, Best Memorandum uh, Award, which uh, the project officer, uh, the PIC for Asia Cup, uh, dubs that award as it's actually the same as uh, first place. And then, uh, of course, uh, last year it was the a personal achievement, uh, best respondent uh, oralist. And I think Faust also got like yeah. fourth, fourth, am I right? Fourth best in the claimant side? Yeah, fourth, uh, no, fourth best in the respondent side as well. Oh, right, right, right. Um, and I think as well, just so we don't forget, shout out to uh, Bang Bagas and his team with uh, oh yeah yeah Faris right Faris My second mentors, place bro. back in 2000 what is it 15, yeah. 14 15 I think 2000 yeah 2015, 2015. well yes it's definitely oh. a special mood for us uh, especially since we do so well if I may so say so myself so just to wrap up Asia Cup it's a regional public international mood in Asia covering uh, public international law and the law of the sea. Uh, and it's being conduct. The study group will be conducted about two weeks from now, so in the middle of April, and the actual rounds will be conducted in August. So, for anyone interested, it's a very prestigious move for us. We go for the gold every year, uh, and uh, okay. So we have to move on. Uh, and next, we have three more moots. We have first the international humanitarian law, also known as the Red Cross moot. I think I should talk about a little bit about this one, right? To ring, yeah, uh, a little bit of little bit of experience with international criminal law. Yeah, you you can you, you did a, a model United Nations on. Yeah, we did. Law, a, we kind of did like a law, right? like a faux moot court at the MUN. So it was a simulation of the International Criminal Tribunal for former Yugoslavia, which is the same topic as IHL, which is humanitarian law, war crimes, and um, humanitarian. So the law of armed conflict and all of that. IHL is very similar. Um, it follows a similar model like Jessup. The international rounds, however, are in Hong Kong, uh, in the Red Cross, hosted by the Red Cross headquarters in Hong Kong, uh, or the regional branch, I mean. And they also have uh, regional rounds. Um, the subject matter is a little bit different from the other public international moves because instead of the law governing states, it more talks about the fundamental and the all-governing laws over armed conflict, over international armed conflicts, over humanitarian law, human rights, and it's very fascinating because it follows a, very, a slightly different format. Uh, it is the International Criminal Court instead of the uh, International Court of Justice. 
Um, and we will be speaking a little bit about this in more depth with actual farmers, uh, both from Unpat and outside of Unpat in the next couple of weeks. So be sure to look out for that. We will also be hosting the uh, study group very soon, right after Asia Cup, actually. So hopefully at the end of this month or the start of next month, right, Dai? Yes. Uh, definitely. It's also worth mentioning that the regional rounds this year will be hosted by uh, Universitas Udayana in Bali. So if you guys want to have a little bit of a tropical mood, meet a lot of uh, other universities, have a little bit of fun while you're also drowning in the documents, maybe IHL is for you. Yeah. We actually haven't taken IHL uh, in a whole year or two years, I think. So two years, two years. So it's been two years. We're coming back. Uh, I don't know what to expect from this year yet, or what we're gonna achieve. But you know, feel free to come uh, learn about international criminal law at the study group about four weeks from now. We're not sure, but we're coming back stronger. That's Um, for sure. That's for sure. Now, Fig, we gotta come back to you again. uh, Talk a little about the Leiden Air Law Moot. I'm gonna let you take it away once again. Uh, so airlock, uh, whoa, that was my first move. <laughs> kind of forgot the details, but like, uh, basically, airlock. The topic for airlock is uh, international civil aviation. One of my mentors, uh, Bang Alan, uh, said that it is very technical and very practical up to the point that it is the equivalent of IMLAM in the public international moot sphere, and. Air law is usually conducted in uh, unique, not not unique, but like niche uh, selection of countries. You know, uh, it was conducted in Malta and then uh, Indonesia, South Korea. Uh, not you know, not not uh, usually uh, not usually in Europe, but like in touristy countries, I guess, uh, which is of course uh, a very big plus in my book. It's very interesting because uh, it's very competitive, but I would say it's a mix. The the situation in air law is is a mix between Jessup and Civis because it's very competitive. But uh, the you have a chance also to socialize with uh, all kinds of law students from all across Asia, uh, and of course professors, lecturers, uh, actual experts on international civil aviation. Could you mention when uh, the air law mood is happening just before we wrap up? Yeah, the air law mood uh, goes on in April and we conduct the study group in uh, late uh, or early October, depending on the semester. Right, right. So before IMLAM, right? If I'm, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, it's before IMLAM. Okay, so that brings us to our seventh and final and most exciting moot for now. Uh, the Alsa International Moot Court Competition. And we are here again with the head uh, of delegates for the 2020 AMCC. AIMCC, excuse me. Uh, Arre, you want to talk a little bit about what AIMCC is about, uh, when it's happening, the structure of the competition, any achievements we have, and, and definitely, most importantly, what makes the moot special. Like, which sphere is it in? Is it public or private? Because, like we said before, it's kind of in the middle, right? Well, yes, actually, the AMCC is a hybrid between a public and private moot because it's also about investment. And in the realm of investment, the one of the actors in investment is a private entity, a company, and also a state. So in the investment dispute, usually conducted in an investment arbitration, the parties are a company, which usually the claimant is a, is a company, and the respondent 
is the state in which the claimant invested the their assets in. The KMCC will be conducted this September, hopefully. What about study group? Uh, study groups very very soon, right? Yeah, the study group will be held next Monday on six March. Is it still time for people to sign up if it's so close? Of course. If you want to sign sign up for the study group, you can contact me through line or maybe uh, WhatsApp. My number is yeah. You can see my number in MCS post regarding AMCC. Uh, yeah, it's on Instagram, it's on Twitter, it's on everywhere. Just look us up and you will be able to invest yourself in the investment mood AIMCC. Haha, <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. What else do we need to know? Uh, we know it's going to be happening in September, hopefully, and we know when the study group is happening. But what about where? Where is the mood going to happen this year? Uh, this year, it will take place in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. Uh, very exciting actually for me because uh, going to Ho Chi Minh is actually uh, it's like my bucket list in place to go. So yeah, I think it's gonna be an amazing or exciting experience for me. I heard you 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 want to tag along with that, right, Vic? Yeah, dude, my bucket list as well. So we have <laughs> uh, definitely loads of fun and excitement lined up for uh, Alsa IMCC. But Aray, the study group. Yes. We're, we're in quarantine. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do the study group? Yeah, I mean, due to the COVID-19, I, the study group will be conducted virtually. So make sure to sign up before 6 March so we can invite you to the virtual study group. And we have a lot, we have a lot prepared for you guys there. Uh, just to chip in a little bit. Uh, we have recorded videos, uh, some fun exercises, but every day we're going to have just short live sessions to make sure everything's going smoothly with you guys. So don't don't let the quarantine stop you from learning and participating in uh, one of the most exciting parts of your student career. Right, guys? Right, dude. Totally. Well, that actually brings us to the end of today's episode and because that's all the time we have. But before, uh, we want to make a habit out of asking everyone for their closing statements. Vic, you want to start us off? Do you have a closing statement for the listeners? Oh, sure. Uh, my closing statement is, of course, enroll in international moot courts. It's uh, life-changing in its own way. It boosts your confidence as uh, an, a law student. And, like, uh, study hard, dude, because it goes a long way from us being a lawyer of an international level. All right. That is some fantastic advice. Arda, it's your turn. You want to say anything uh, maybe in relation to the study group? I'd say that I'd strongly advise to all of the newbies to participate in study group because participating in mood courts has been one of the best experiences in my life. It's the best way for you to develop yourself. At least that is the case for me. So, yeah. That is fantastic to hear. So... Make sure you listen close, guys. Uh, don't be scared of our study group. Don't be scared of Arda as a head delegate. He's he's so nice, right? Oh, right, Fik? Oh. Arda is so nice. <laughs> like the nicest guy around. Well, that basically wraps up our introduction to the couple of international moot court competitions today. We learned a lot. We learned about the differences between public and private international moots, as well as about the seven moot courts that Universitas Pajajaran is participating in the next year. 
We learned about the three that are coming very soon. ALSA International Moot Court Competition with Arlai on the issue of investments. We have Asia Cup on the law of the sea and other public international law issues, as well as the Red Cross International Humanitarian Law Moot about international humanitarian law and international criminal law. We also discussed the four moots that our Moot Court Society will be recruiting for at the end of the next semester, which are Imlam, the Eastern Fist Moot, the Philip C. Jessup Moot, and the Leiden Air Law Moot. Stay tuned for our next episode next week, where we will be speaking more in-depthly about our next Moot Court, Asia Cup Moot Court Competition. We will also be discussing the impacts of COVID-19 on Moot Courts and how exactly Moot Court Society is handling them. So, if you're interested in finding more about Asia Cup and Tokyo, or perhaps you're interested in joining our moot court ranks but are scared of COVID-19 and how will it affect your team, be sure to look out for us next week to find out more. If you haven't, be sure to follow us on Spotify, and if you're listening to us from YouTube, be sure to give us a like and subscribe, and be sure to hit that notification bell so you know when we have a new episode out. See you soon, Mooties, and may it please the court.